Who the hell could that be? Hold your horses, you impatient bastard! It's a big friggin' house! Hello? Hi there! My name's PJ Cunningham. I'm your local realtor. Who? You haven't heard of me? I can't say that I have. That's okay. Why are you here bothering me during my supper time? I just want to eat. I'm from WCP Realty. We're the fastest growing company in all of Canada. Who? You haven't heard of them either? I can't say that I have. That's okay. You know, I'd really like to get back to my food. You thinking about selling your home anytime soon? It's a great time to sell. There's lots of buyers out there. You don't say. I know of a house that sold really, really quickly. Did you sell it? No, I, I didn't sell it. I, I haven't sold a house for a little while, but you know, the house sold really quickly and I can do the same thing just for you. Look, Bob, I really am not thinking about selling my house right now. If I was, I would call a realtor I know, like my cousin Murray. Your cousin's a realtor? I'm going to see Murray around Christmas time. And you're going to see him at Christmas time? Well, you, you know, I, I have lots of skills. I, I, I really think that I can help you sell your house. Are you mentally challenged? Well, I mean, you know... I'm not selling! I, I can help shovel your driveway. I gotta go. Uh, want me to paint your house? I gotta go. I can paint the house. I'm a really good painter. I got a still hand. I gotta go. My teachers always told me that one day I could do anything I wanted, like... I really am hungry. Can I go, please? Maybe I can just put my sign on your lawn, you know, and then just if anybody calls and I think that... It must really be time for the Canadian up, real estate really show. Listing, but everyone will think I have a listing. Let's go blue. Is that a Blue Jays jersey? It's a Blue Jays jersey. Blue Jays. Like, is it like a big day? Is it like a draft or something like that today? Or are you just kind of feeling blue? Well, hopefully by the time we uh, release this episode, we're celebrating the signing of Shohei Otani here in Toronto. And we're not like the most disappointed we've ever been in our lives because we didn't sign Shohei. I was thinking this this kid, I mean, he's got to be. I think he's 26. He must feel like a seller in Toronto in like February 2022. Like he's got something that everybody wants. People are just throwing money yeah. at this kid left, right, and center. And they're Tell going him to back take the forth. offer. You, Tell him don't, don't miss out million. on the opportunity. I'll give you another 18 million. Right? Uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, all the people, yeah, everybody crazy. I meet with today is always like, I should have sold back in February 2022. I'm like, everybody. Yeah, me too. Yeah, join the club. That's how this works. Right. I should have, I should have, I should have listened to that crystal ball I had. Yeah. TK, did you see that skit? (laughs) That was crazy. I didn't see the skit. No. You didn't see the skit? No, no, no. But I never heard of PJ Cunningham either. I never heard of that guy. He reminds me kind of of that. Hustler, though. 
that Uber driving guy. Ryan. You know, naive, young, ready for anything, willing just to no, do whatever Knocking on doors, whatever, whatever it takes. Whatever it you know takes, what? right? This is the truth, okay? What a horrible skills, tactic. Skills are less important than work ethic in almost every skills industry. Skills are less important than work ethic. Yeah, because work ethic will lead to skills. You know, if you work really do what's necessary on a day-to-day basis, if you want to fix cars, but you have no idea how to fix cars, but every day you show up at 6 a.m. and you work till 9 p.m. fixing cars and you go to bed and you all day long, you're running around looking over everybody's shoulders trying to figure it out. Eventually, you're going to have the skills. If you have the desire to have the skills. Well, if you're right? doing that amount of work, that volume right. I just said he's doing 15 hours a day. That like, means you're going to build up those skills where the guy who comes in, who knows everything, but he shows up at 12 and he leaves at four and he takes a two hour lunch break. And then he doesn't really think about any of the cars or anything like that on the weekend and do research on the newest technology. He's going to get past. I'm going to hire guys, the new guy. How many guys in your office are you describing right now? Not in my office, but in, in the industry itself. In your brokerage. In the right. industry. In the, the industry. industry. It's a bunch yeah. of dinosaurs, right? But TK, and that's that that that's a great segue into like th- that tactic of going door to door, knocking mm-hmm. on people's doors that don't really, you know, you most likely aren't planning on selling their house with you of all people, the guy that just showed up, you know, unannounced. But isn't it similar to the phone calls we get from duck cleaning services tk like if if you just show up and like hey how's it going what i'm I'm sure you're not doing anything right now um why don't you talk to a stranger about selling your most valuable possession yeah like comment subscribe i'm double subscribed do it yourself didn't get to fix the show though didn't get to fix the show guys thanks for watching today if you haven't yet drop us a like comment and subscribe hit the bell and be like don you know get another youtube account and double subscribe double subscribe you know, like don you're telling everybody else to subscribe well have you double subscribed d is for double subscribe like don i think it was a used um way of uh prospecting that you know i participated in uh for many years and that many people had a lot of success in uh who came before me it's a rite but of passage, son. Today, you must today, do it because I did. To, yeah, it's seriously. That's how it's it's, it's positioned, <laughs> right? It's like, well, I used to back in 1985. What are you no, so, you're, you're too good? Ago. You're too good, you little bastard? Right. Now, am I going to tell you it's completely ineffective? Like, if you do it, you're never going to ever get a listing? Absolutely not. You will. There, there will be someone out there who is like, yeah. you know what? I was just thinking about self. What do you think I can get for my home? And now you can get your way into that house and, and talk to them about the services that you can be offered. But Thanks. Tressa, the new, the new um, Trust and Real Estate Services Act, this is now a big thing going on with real estate because everyone's confused on what you can even say to people. You know, what do you mean? There's, well, there are scenarios where somebody can say, you know, well, what do you think the house is worth? Right. And you're, and you're like, well, I'm not allowed to tell. I'm not you. really here for that. I'm, I'm just I'm not, here to broker a transaction. I, I, I can't tell that? you what I think it's worth. Right. You know, I can maybe provide you some sold listings in the neighborhood. You know, right. just some general information for right. for uh, a, a a house that my brokerage has listed, but I can't do that for another listing is- in the area because we don't have that one listed. Unless you say to me, 
that you would like those services and you would like to be in an implied agency with me and my company, Mr. Buyer. I would like Are you, you interested to in do... those services. No, I just want you to do half the job and leave me completely confused and yeah. still take a commission. By the time you get ideally. this all out of your mouth, they're going to be like, huh? What the fuck Listen, is this I guy talking about? I got to go. Yeah. There's like but this website the right that'll right do it thing. for me now. There are 100%. scenarios where people, people, consumers are confused. Agents don't uh, disclose things. People are like, but I thought I was, I thought I had an agent. He said he was an agent and he was giving me advice. And they're like, no, he wasn't your agent. He was somebody else's. So it's pretty, uh, in my mind, you have to have give people the opportunity to be able to choose you as a a, a representative or not at the earliest opportunity. So, think- so if you were a, a new realtor, a budding realtor, starting off on the TK Butler team, on the Frank Leo team, right? Yeah. Would you suggest going door to door or do you view like a podcast or some form of social media as a much better form of uh, getting out there and maybe getting a potential listing than, than yeah. you know, because people aren't the same as they used to be when you could knock on their door and they would be like, hey, look, at something to do. Hey, Bob, like what's going on? Please subscribe. And well, yeah, that's a great question. And I'm and I'm like. 100% sure that it's social media. 100%. 100 million percent sure. That like, in, the investment in time, if you invested three hours a day door knocking and you put that into a social media oh, free social yeah. media campaign where you're going out there and you're making videos, editing. Unless content, you're a post, dud. Like some people try. Like I see a lot of your people. audience. Yeah. No, you'll find your audience. Some people, people have a pretty small audience still for the amount of That's, effort. But those put. are their clients. Not everybody's going to have as many as the next guy. Speaking of audiences, like TK, what the hell's going on, right? Like, first of all, we're getting like a decent amount of people watching this show. We we it, it's Christmas time, so I feel appreciative, TK. So yeah. I think we should thank these people for actually watching the show so much. And we got something. Crazy. For, I got something coming down the pipeline for them. I don't know when. I'm not sure how. But ooh, listen, ooh. we got something for everybody who's been watching this show. We know who you are. We know we we got the we got the data. We know oh, we see you in the man. comments. I know what's going we're on. interacting with you. We know who you are. You're not going to surprise us and say, no. "Oh, I swear, I've been watching this whole time." We know, guys. We've got a great uh, charity that we're supporting. It's called Emily's House. It's a children's hospice. Uh, if you guys could go to getleo.com and check out uh emily's house we've also got a link in the description below any contribution would be appreciated but for those of you we don't know comment subscribe yeah. like you, you can let us know something for christ's <laughs> sake let us know we don't even know like what our yeah. audience is made up of like who yeah. they people. are what they Most like but mainly people although yeah. these days you can't be totally certain but tk speaking of audiences like somehow we are able to get a decent guest on the show today that you know, the people have been saying enough with the fucking realtors already. We're getting sick of hearing realtors pump the market. Mm-hmm. So what did we do, TK? Somehow we landed the morning show host from like AM 640. And I think, you know, that's kind of cool, right? That Pretty they, much like a professional, like, um, professional version of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just, you know, been doing it for a long time and he's he's the real deal, man. This guy... This guy's the real deal. And what is he doing here, you ask? 
do we have a making clue? a big mistake a big mistake <laughs> and he's like ready to go tk he didn't know about the intro so you know he didn't see the skip before he signed off on no this, so, he probably you know, doesn't know stuff anything do. about just, the show we just throw it in there well why would he know anything about the yeah, show that's our that's our sales pitch it's not really hey you want to come on our show we promise that you can edit well, uh, I went I went on his show before it goes live. And, and so I was like, hey, uh, just kidding. Maybe you want to come on to my show, too. Yeah. Right. You were you and Nobody you would heard think me that you would be show. asked to be on and the radio more often. Darryl. Other than you, TK, you heard me. Yeah, you were yeah, listening. I heard you. Yeah. I my think... partners heard me. They thought I sounded brilliant, but I heard the playback and I thought I was a total tool. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> Are you there? Greg? Yeah. Hey, guys. Oh, uh, it's great. I we never get a post game analysis like this for our interviews. So I'm remembering that you were on about two and a half months ago, ten weeks ago, maybe eleven weeks ago. It was a while ago, but I th uh... actually I think the Blue Jays, and this is not related to Shohei Otani. I don't think is you you had gone to a Blue Jays game and had seen the state of downtown and had and then Disaster. had um, had <laughs> I'll 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 put you down as indifferent. And uh, and yes, and you had uh, ruminated about it and talked about it. And uh, so the Jays must have been playing in late August, early September. So maybe it's more like three months ago. Yeah, probably. Because they didn't have three, home playoff games ago. the last time I checked this yeah. year. And I just kind of threw a tweet out there saying, hey, like me and my son just kind of walked by a home underneath the bridge here. And uh, it looks like he's got some neighbors now and it's kind of getting out of hand. And yeah. Somebody from are here. you getting a lot of guests these days from Twitter, Greg? Is this the <laughs> is this the best uh, place? I'll take anybody who uh, wanders by. N nobody's it, and and to Daryl's point, I'm special. That, well, you <laughs> might have been on also before seven, and um, I've been doing morning radio a long time. Where you get up at three forty-five, TK, and if you don't, some people's brain—they're not sure their brains and mouth are going to be in synchronicity. Um, you know, before eight thirty in the morning, and I don't blame them. So they're either hesitant or they're like. Oh my God, that that might not have gone well, but we think it went great. So there's there's a lot of occasions where we listen back and we're like, no, no, that person that person made so much sense uh, between six sense. and seven a.m., which is rare for the human That's, condition. I think it's rare unless you're, although... unless you're raising young young children, but then your blood pressure is up anyway, um, and you learn how to get up early and adapt to anything early, and uh, uh, and you can't be hung over anymore ever again. Not that no. I am right now. I'm not. Um, no. Because my kids are teenagers now. I could be if I wanted to, but you learn anytime you, what's worse than having little kids and, and waking up with a massive headache? Nothing. Nothing on there's, the planet's worse than that. There's not being, much Being 10 worse. years older and doing the same thing. That's That's maybe a little bit worse. I'd say being 10 years older and having like, a few pre-construction contracts that need to close pretty soon would be right up there. That's worse. <laughs> and having your kids wake you up to remind you of those pre-construction costs. Sure. Okay. I'll give you that much. On, on the radio though, you don't get a second take though, right? Like you're, you're putting out the content right away. And so, yeah, yeah. I occasionally we'll record an interview. Um, if we can't make something work for a time zone. So, you know, to, like Monday is the next time I'm on, 5 30 to 9 and but if we can't make something work time wise and we need you know like if it's bob ray who's canada's you know ambassador to the united nations and he can't make it work in the morning and he's like can seven o'clock at night work the good thing now is with everything a lot more 
technology than a decade ago being able to operate from home we can make that work um, see we didn't have that issue when we had no. Bob Ray on the show because, <laughs> you, yeah he came in studio uh answering you know, uh he talking was, about his first house he was just waiting ready yeah, to I go as much and then you know tk woke me up and i realized that we had four viewers and Bob Ray yeah. was never going to be one of the people that came on this show. And but we have you. Which... relatives. Y you. Let's, yeah, let's talk about Greg here. So, yeah. Greg, let's, I got a bone to pick with you now, right? Because oh, yeah, let's have it. I've been inviting you right. since January to be on the show. Right. And Daryl invites you one time uh, in the I know. Of the summer. And it's like the red carpet has rolled out. Scra um, scratching but, but backs, But he did bro. follow up and he's like, hey. Like he was like, he kind of knocked on the door lightly, and then he threw like a rock through the window a right. week later. Like, hey, what is this? Like, yeah. why What's hasn't up, anybody bro? returned my message? So I'm lousy at that sometimes. And yeah. I will tell you in my, I noticed this morning in my Gmail uh, inbox, TK, I passed the two thousand message mark of unread messages. It's oh really my embarrassing. god, you're worse than my wife. Yeah, it's now. I find. um women do the open open uh windows thing up at the top they've got like 38 windows open and that drives me crazy when i walk in my wife's a journalist and when i see 38 windows open i get anxiety for her but so i i'm a i'm a don't read all the emails person but i'm like i need like six windows open max so i can find something at a moment's notice anymore but you're right and and but here i am now and well, so, you, you know, we're, we're connected like water under the bridge here. Water under the bridge. I, <laughs> and yeah, and I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait until interest rates uh, stalled out. TK, I thought that more, was important. I didn't want to sound too angry about Tiff Macklem and uh, rising interest rates the last several months. So I wanted to wait it out until until it looks like we're headed towards a bet. When's the next time they're going to lower? You guys tell me. That January, February, we're going question. down a half point. Ooh. I can't Benjamin believe Tull saying in the spring. Yeah, I can't believe how quickly it feels quickly, but maybe it's been a, a while. Like sometimes I don't even know what month we're in anymore, but it, it seems like it'd be foolish to start cutting soon as much as I I'm mm. hopeful that they do. I mean, I have to renew my mortgage. I'm floating around with this ridiculous rate right now, waiting to see what 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 happens. But um, I mean, as one. What do you do? When's your mortgage due? Well, it was already due, and now I'm in like okay. an open waiting to see what my next move is. Um, because I do think they're going down. I just I, I think it's so. Um, what's the word? I'm like it's 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 not the right move for the economy overall to start cutting rates right now. I don't think right, but it's hard to know uh, anything because uh, do you believe any of the numbers that you look at that, that um... they give to us? It's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's an important question. I'm due in November next year, so I'm hoping we're a point and a half lower. I'd sign up mm -hmm. for that right now, you know. Are you on a um, fixed, Greg? Uh, it was fixed until November 24, yeah. So it hasn't, yeah. it hasn't moved. So it's it's under three. Yeah. I want to mm -hmm. say it's like a 2.8 Ooh. or a 2.75 or something like that. And so we would have signed for that maybe a five-year in end of 19. Maybe it's... Maybe yep. we did that in the end of 18. But anyway, so it's coming due November of 24. So, but, you know, we all have friends that have, have seen this, um, seen it pop. The the one thing I think that concerns me that it's so high is you can't build 
when the rates are this high. You can't you can't get people looking. They're hesitant to buy their first home. They want to wait a year for rates to drop. You're telling construction come all these municipalities, the province, and now the federal government are going build, build, build. We're way behind. We're way behind, and their costs go up as well, right? Like they're they like it, it is. I think it's become a self fulfilling prophecy that people are like. We're not going to build and we're not and we're not going to buy and we're not even going to you know put a down payment on something until it's a more reasonable rate. So I get that that the, the high interest rates are meant to stifle inflation and, and discretionary spending, but this is essential spending to build houses and you're jamming all these companies like it was one thing when they said, let's take the the GST or HST off. I think it should be off every every single build. I think it should be for subdivisions that are going to be one point five million dollar homes. Take the GST and HST off that and, and give people at least that room to breathe until rates are down closer to 4%, 3.75. But that's me. Maybe have it's you talked on your done. show? Have you talked on your show about the um, uh, Polyevra housing hell uh, yeah. video? I watched the video with, uh, I, I, I had video. my 17-year-old son watch it. He's going to go off to university next year. Um, look, it, it's a political ad, but it, here's what it is. It's compelling. It um it puts some things in place, but like a political ad, there's a little bit of, you know, there's no mention of the provinces, you know, right? Ontario controls landlord tenant business. Ontario controls rent control, um, or I should say that's their jurisdiction. So there's a lot that's sort of all pushed towards the prime minister when global inflation is is again inflation ain't just in Canada. The three of us know that um, post COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, but the U S economy is recovering a ton faster than ours is. Um, and that did get documented in the video. I just thought it was really effective communication and it leaves the federal government looking around going, how do we, how do we match that? And just to, just as a greater point, how if do you we want match to, that? Yeah. How but do you, how do you, it's drama. 15 minutes. They're drama and, and for, majors. They should be able to match that easily. Right. But right. but, you know, for all of us who have, you know, 90, 120 second attention spans nowadays to sit there and watch it for 15 minutes and be like, oh, that flew by. Mm -hmm. That's a really good sign that it's good mm -hmm. communication. And I'd advise mm -hmm. like if you want to topple an incumbent government, if you're if you're, say, you know, Marit Stiles and the NDP, if you're Bonnie Crombie and the liberals, you do you make videos like that about health care and education in the province of Ontario, you're going to win. But if you just keep, you know, yap, 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 bark, 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 and don't put something really effective that compels people, you're not going to you're not going to knock Doug Ford off anytime soon. You need they need to think like the polyev conservatives think in terms of reaching people. And I thought it was really effective communication on, it, again, whether it's all valid or not. And and no matter what's left out, it's like a movie trailer. Uh, it it, it made, makes you want to see the movie. Right, right before you jumped on, Greg, with us, Daryl and I were talking about he said to me, would uh, I give the advice to a new realtor to do door knocking or social media as their initial prospecting method to find new clients. And I was, I was like a resounding hundred percent social media. Mm -hmm. And now in the political uh, arenas, this is what it was before they would go knocking on doors and canvassing and everything. And that was how things worked in order to be able to uh, get your name out there. And obviously uh, social media is a huge tool now that people can use in that video. I mean, yeah, like you're absolutely 15 minutes. I was captivated the whole time. I wanted to see it. I don't think I've watched a 15 minute video ever on Twitter because I'm not on there, but that was yeah. the first one for sure. Like yeah. Who's not affected by this right now? Whether it's, yeah. you know, like even if 
most people there, they either have kids coming into the market or they have parents coming out of the market and it's not the best time for that, you know, or they, they want to move up in the market or they need to move down in the market. Cause like you're saying, okay, you renew in November. There's all these articles saying, you know, about this, this cliff that's coming up the renewal. We've been talking about a renewal crisis for like a year and a half already. Um, but it just doesn't seem to come like we we see power of sales increasing, but we, mm-hmm. we're just not seeing like this level of destruction um, out there, which is kind of interesting. But there's there's a ton of mortgages like I don't even know. Can, can people handle four and a half from where some of these mortgages are coming? Like, did people pay down any of their mortgage like in two they years? Got stress test. They're stress test at five and a quarter. Yeah. But there's stress tests with 18 cousins on 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 the form, right? Like, or, or three other people. Like those, they, what what's the chances that those three other people aren't having some kind of issues at the moment, and their their financial statements don't look as good, or maybe the guy that made their financial statements last time disappeared, right? Now they got to find somebody that can replicate them again. Like who knows? But there's gonna be. There's got to be something, right? Like we keep saying, something has to give at some point. But well, it really, well, yeah, there's going to be, so, yeah, there's going to be a breaking point, and there's just going to be a surge. And we've already seen it. I'm sure you guys have from your the data you look at too. You got a surge of people leaving downtown Toronto. Um, you got a surge of people potentially leaving the GTA. Now, some of that, again, I can't figure out. There are people. I I talked to a guy who he moved to. He worked in Toronto. Um, sort of in my business. I don't want to say who he is, but he went to Windsor and he moved to Windsor because his wife could work in Windsor. And then a year and a half later, they're like, yeah, you need to come back from Windsor and be in the office three days a week. And like, he never thought that would happen. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Of course that was going to happen. You can't like, he bought that place in, they moved to Windsor in the fall of 2020 when everything was still very, very remote, like pre Mm -hmm. pre any sort of vaccination or any kind of office revival. And I'm like, how you know without calling them like how could you be that dumb they're gonna call Mm -hmm. you back and they're gonna want people who are in three days a week instead of zero and then they're gonna want people depending on the job right like you guys don't need to be in offices to make your phone i need to go in to do what i do best i can't do it from my basement um down here waking my household up so whatever Uh, But you're going to go from three to five days. So bottom line, you've got a lot of people who are sort of now understanding that in-person is is still going to matter for an an awful lot of jobs, not all of them. But you've also got a scenario where, to your point, Daryl, like I I don't want to lose the value we bought here in Ajax um, in 08, um, summer of oh, summer of 08. Um, But. Sorry, some of row nine. So we've been here close to close to 15 years, 14 and a half years. Um, we don't want to lose the value that we've seen swell up in our place. But yeah. when we look at our kids who are 17 and 15, boy, well, yeah, what's the balancing act? Like, are we going to are we going to be sell? OK with condos the next generation? They'll be fine. Well, but we all lived in, <laughs> and, and, and but as do I mean, I didn't own until uh, I was in the States until we bought a, um, a three bedroom ranch uh, house in Livonia, Michigan in a nice school district in, in Michigan, uh, three bedrooms, finished basement. And we bought it for one fifty nine nine hundred. What year? Two, 2002. How much? One seventy nine is one fifty nine, nine fifty nine, even less. This is like, like a basement because, uh, as TK was saying about the stress tests, 
we hit, but we had a proper mortgage. We had a 30 year mortgage. I'll tell you my first interest rate was seven and a half percent, but we had, we didn't, we didn't have a big mortgage because we probably put 30 or 40 grand down. Our mortgage might've been, you know, 110, $125,000 to pay off. Um, but the subprime mortgage hits the States in 07. Uh, and we're, we're seeing all these first sale and foreclosure signs all around us in our neighborhood. And we're like, this isn't good. So all these subprime places, people start to go under, then all of a sudden your neighborhood becomes less desirable. All of a sudden it's a, it's a, it's a, just a ripple of, it's a, it's a trickle down effect to where it's like, we ended up selling our house on a short sale, uh, a year after we put it on the market for about $108,000. Oh, like, like we, we didn't want to foreclose. But we couldn't get back our we were underwater uh, with with the mortgage and we'd done work to it. It got appraised at about 186 um, for about a year, like four years after we'd been there. We'd done work on a new new bathroom, new this and that. And we got it appraised at 186 and we sold it for 108. But that was those were the horror stories of, you know, uh, living in the States and, and and Michigan got just blasted with the auto industries. Right. There were huge federal bailouts. This is a year before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, Bear Stearns and all the all the financial companies, uh, getting wiped out. But we had we had it in the worst way. I hope we don't see that in Toronto. I hope, but I've lived through it, so I know what that feels like to start looking around, going, none of these signs are good. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen because mortgages are just harder to get here in in if for for better or worse, right? They're they're harder to get here in. Uh, Ontario and in the GTA and in Canada right now. Unless you know somebody from Brampton, then they're super easy to get. Hmm. Just just to relate that uh, story, Greg, to, to today's markets. I know I talked to you about this before. You yeah. had already moved to Canada while your house was for sale, correct? Correct. So your motivation was high. Oh, wow. And so, well, yeah, I got a job in November, late November 07 on the station I'm on now on 640 Toronto doing uh, the working with Bill Waters, the former Leafs assistant GM, four awesome. to seven doing so sports. Cool. And we were we were going up against Bob McCown trying to because we had the Leafs on our station. Then the Leafs rights were on 640 before this is all like years before the Rogers Bell merger um, and and they get in with Larry Tannenbaum on MLSE. So I go there in fall of 07. I don't think that deal happens to, till 2012. And I went to the fan 590 in summer of 2010. But yes, we, we've got, um, we're, we're, I make that move in 07. My wife's home with a 18 month old and we're four months pregnant with our second. And she's Oy. only working three days a week. So Oy. it wasn't Keeping easy. the house wasn't, wasn't, in the cards, right? And and similar to those situations now, because Daryl sometimes asks me, like, well, why would people sell now and all this? But everyone's got these different scenarios. And so yeah. for somebody who bought in 2020, 21, 22, like your friend in Windsor, let's use that as an example. Oh. They bought in fall of 2020. Let's say that move had happened in the summer of 2021. Prices are lower today in most of those markets than they yes. are. Fall 2020 may be comparable. He might be able to get it okay. But if it was 2021, he would not be able to recover the amount of money that he initially purchased the property for. And then when the company calls you back and says, hey, your job that you're making six figures now requires you to live back in Toronto. And let's say your spouse's you know, job is is maybe secondary or, or for whatever reason you moved out of town, you know that reason can be sort of overlooked and you guys are able to move back to Toronto. You're going to sell that Windsor house for whatever price you can get because at the end of the day, you're going to need those funds to be able to move forward. The next bit Ugh. to the to the storyline that I'm talking with people is, is 
you know, maybe you have to rent in Toronto, rent the house yeah. out, out of town. That's what like, I was saying is got like, no options to sell. And then, yeah. so now they're, you know, they don't have that security of owning their own home anymore. They're out of Toronto, the Toronto market. And it's quite a mess. Right. And it's definitely something that I think is going to happen a little bit more often uh, than not. But unfortunately, a lot of those sales won't happen because people just won't want to take the loss. On you the got sale. it. I, I had a friend I stayed with um, who had a spare bedroom at Christian DuPont. And it was right near the, uh, there was a big grocery store there, I think a Loblaws. And uh, I just did, would take the subway to Young and Dundas was where the station was. We're obviously down by the waterfront now um, on Queens Quay. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I was lucky to stay there rent free. Uh, I'd certainly, you know, throw them a few hundred bucks a month for whatever I was using utilities or, or power, or whatever, and buy him uh, dinner a few times with his girlfriend. But I was really lucky to have a spot to just, just sort of, you know, uh, you know, kind of squirrel into for several months until we could get, until we could get our baby born, get our act together. Find, we rented a place in Ajax for one year. And then sort of aimed at summer of 2009 to buy. The funny story is, is that our mortgage was with a company called Washington Mutual. And I remember calling them going, hey, we want to we want to, you know, basically trigger a short sale for the house. We want we want to sell it, but um, we want it listed as a short sale. We don't want to we don't want it to be foreclosed upon because that'll destroy my credit. Short sale doesn't help your credit, but it doesn't destroy it. And the bank said, well, you're still making all these. This is probably summer of 08. And we've been out of that. We've both been out of that house and had our baby maybe for three or four months. Um, and they said, you're still paying the mortgage on it. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, stop doing that because we can't do a short sale unless you show you don't have the I'll means to pay it anymore. <laughs> so no problem there. We stopped paying it. And then we're able to trigger a short sale. But so many people um, were, were very much caught up in that. And to Daryl's point, yeah, I was like, one of them. Desperate times call for desperate measures. You got when you got to move um, and you got to move for work. I had six months of severance from Detroit because our morning show are like eight people got let go on the same day in November of 07. But I find a job three months later or three weeks later, I should say, just after U.S. Thanksgiving. So I'm making decent money in Toronto. Plus, I'm getting six months salary from Detroit. But we're also paying for two mortgages and moving costs and the rest. So we're right. just hanging on, knowing we've got another baby to come. And uh, yeah, I mean, people like how people are like, how did you get through that? And you're it like, came out you, okay, just, yeah. you just do what you do. You, you don't even look back at, at points of crisis and go, you just get through it. You're like, it'll get better. It'll get better. It's sort of like you start off in radio making like 27 grand. And they're like, well, how'd you know to stay with it? And I'm like, I started making more than 27 grand. That's how I knew not to be doing it. Right. 15 years later, you better move up the ladder with anything, right, guys, real estate or anyway. or, or or, you know, being a paralegal or anything uh, construction, you you better start making more money um, 10 years, 15 years later, or you probably you probably need to find a new industry. Yeah, we're, we're not going to give up on the podcast. I read between the lines what you were trying to say there is yeah, that we're is not that making any money here and that we should give it up. <laughs> we're not going to do it. OK, we're resilient. And, I'm not uh, sure I'm helping draw uh, no advertisers and revenue, but uh, well, if, it sell, if it sells one extra house for both of you in the next 10 months, I'm thrilled. Well, here's, here's a great way that we're going to be able to get a good clip because you're a sports guy. So the mansion, this is a great story here. The mansion that was sold to Shai Gilgis Alexander, who I don't, I don't know who he is, but obviously right. he's a Toronto good born. Good NBA player. Good NBA uh, player. With this crypto and, scam. And so he bought a house in um, G the GTA and uh, the courts basically just ruled that 
you know, his sale is to be null and void because there was a non-disclosure of the fact that there was a dangerous environment where the crypto king who had been renting the house before uh, was getting threats and, and all that kind of stuff. Have you followed that story? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really familiar yeah. with it. And and that case moved really quickly. Um, I was surprised the courts took it on that quickly. Usually you're like, well, that'll get settled by the end of 2025. But they moved really quick on it. Yeah. And so <clears throat> here's here's a, a tie to our show here. So the owners of the house, all right, I sold a property in um, Whitby and uh, the Durham region, uh, Durham region had a, uh, a need for a homeless shelter. And so they got funding from the province and they bought a property that I had sold for a client. We put it on the market. We got, you know, top dollar for it at the time. And within a year, that same buyer sold it to the province for a $5 million profit. A different top dollar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the province had gotten $18 million in funding. So the region had gotten $18 million in funding from the province. And this guy who was a, you know, he's a, he's a big commercial uh, landowner, mm -hmm. owns a lot of hotels, all that kind of stuff. He knew what to do. And he squeezed the, the, the region to, to make this huge sum of money. Well, Daryl, you don't know this. That same guy, him and his son and the partners, that's their house. They were the sellers. <laughs> they were the ones, right? So like they, they, they did no really well on one real estate deal. But now on this real estate deal, yeah. karma came back and uh, they obviously have to now refund all the expenses and costs and stuff like that. And I'm not really sure how that would play out. Greg, do you know how the, how that's going to play out? Like, is the house just going to go back into the old seller's name? And I think you I mean, I, I was going to lean on you guys. For that yeah, that's what that's it probably to. the only thing that makes sense. Right. Yeah, it's it sort of, um, but like this NBA player is there in the summer. So this is in Burlington. And then all of a sudden he's got people on his door knocking on his door, pounding on his door at 1 a.m. in the morning going, mm -hmm. where's the crypto king? He owes me money. Where is this guy? I, I've got to talk to him. And so isn't that just going to keep happening for any kind of new owner? Like I, the the property, you guys have seen photos of it, right? It's right on the lake. Yeah. Gorgeous. Incredible. It's got all this wall of, uh, of stone. Uh, with the lake and then a private dock and everything. I mean, yeah, I'd keep going back to that guy. I don't care where I get my money from. I'd buy from, it. Right? I'd buy the house. I'd Forget live in the, the house. Well, yeah. Just keep going your money, right? So if he gets it for $8.4 million, you guys would know better than me how much value it loses to an, a normal, unassuming couple that says, well, we'll just have better security or we'll, you know, we'll put a, a camera at the door. We're not worried about it. Like, could that sell now for six, six and a half, or is it going to hold its value? Well, definitely just in the, the real estate market alone, even if the house wasn't stigmatized, it went down a million bucks since the time he bought it. Really? Right? Yeah. Just because the high-end stuff is is getting clobbered. Right? Clobbered, yeah. And so that's that's on the one side. And then, yeah, the stigmatization, safety for these type of people who have that kind of money, who want to bring their families into that home. So like having a suicide in the house, it like just right? kills the reseller. Or a grow up. Even that, you know, you might be able to find somebody who says, hey, you know what, that's, you know, I understand or they're they're not too superstitious. But, you know, when it's literally like someone may uh, light my house on fire in the middle of the night because they think that this crypto king still lives there. How like, do you put a sign out front, like an election sign, like no crypto king here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right? This is not wrong address. Like how I, it's really tough to have a. Some kind yeah. of a CGI or some kind of a, a a notation being like, I know what you're looking for, but it's the wrong place. Yeah. I wouldn't believe them. I'd be like, they're just saying that. Really, he's inside. I That's know right. This is yeah. all just a ploy, right? Yeah, they're holding him hostage in the basement till he comes up with their money. Yeah. So these are these are the things. So this is a this is a real story. It's uh it's relating to real estate. It does have some new new precedents because when people are looking at 
um, you know, buyer beware, uh, caveat emptor. We look at, okay, well, what needs to be disclosed? What doesn't need to be disclosed? And how, how should buyers proceed? And obviously, um, you know, this is now, it's not just the structural integrity of the property or anything like that. It's external factors could lead to you being harmed while living on this property. And that is now what we, we, what we would consider a latent material defect that has to be disclosed to potential buyers. But these cases times? are like one in a million, right? Like it's well, not a, it's not nothing you'd spot in a home inspection. It's nothing you'd spot. Like you just, you, you need to be transparent about yeah. something that happened. That's bad in the house. Like, like you yeah. said, Daryl, it's like a murder or, something else like I, I i laugh when all these houses from movies go on sale i think the uh the silence of the lambs house where the the buffalo bill uh character uh lived that they filmed they filmed it went on sale <laughs> it, it keeps sell, reselling and reselling and i'm like wow kind of creepy to to think you'd want to live there but it's a great you know great to have people over for u.s thanksgiving go guess what this house is this is a different story here in burlington big time yeah. how, how often it happens that like there are people that do shady stuff while renting somebody else's house but it's not this big a story you know it's not this kind of buyer it's like probably not in this nice an area either but how many people you know get somebody you know they leave the property they were a renter next week the new tenants in there and somebody's knocking on the door going hey where the hell's Benny? Mm. it doesn't live here anymore. there's some gambling houses and a few things in markham right a couple of those guys that were like 10 million dollar homes that got busted which is um pretty uh yeah i'm here to play cards where is everybody <laughs> what's going on right yeah That's this funny. feels like for your your uh your boss tk this is not a house frank leo would buy if he can't get if he can't get the price i feel like it might, this might be the one exception one of to the, the rule for our guy frank yeah you, you know it's funny i was listening to um 640 <laughs> and i heard the most recent one you're reading was um, Adam and he's a, he was a client of mine and I, and I sold his condo and uh, you know, it was on, it was on the air and it was just so happens to be right before um, uh, our, our show today. Right. So I was just yeah. thinking about like, I mean, you, how many ads, how many ads have you read for Frank different ads do you think over the last year? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, I don't know. There's probably like 200 shows a year, but you know, we get eight or nine uh, great anecdotes and stories um about every couple months it's impossible yeah. to say like i've probably yeah. done 550 600 live reads for him in three yeah. years frank leo and tk couldn't get you on the show what's going right. on what the i did i just took me 10 months how hard did you try bro what's going on here you can't those 2000 unread houses. emails you'll see i don't see. do anything i'm busy <laughs> inviting people to the show while tk is out there hunting and hustling. this guy's listen to it. he's in on every deal you hear what he's talking about Every single thing we've talked about, he's like known the seller. He's sold the property. That's right. There this you guy's... go. That's why I bring that, bring up these points, right? Get, oh, give people the inside yeah. information. TK is everywhere. He's like, what, what yeah. about um, Tressa? So this is like our new Trust and Real Estate Services Act. Um, have you heard much about that? Like Daryl hasn't heard much about it. I'm wondering how much the public really knows about it. It's something that just came into effect. It's new legislation at the province that started December 1st on how we deal with consumers. Is that anything that's uh, come across? No, your tell desk? me a bit more about it. It hasn't it hasn't crossed my radar completely yet, but it started. Is this based on it's got is this based on the, the, new, uh, the new ruling in the states about? No, um, no, no, no. The not like the open new, bidding, not the, and not the lawsuits and with the commissions. But the most popular topic is open bids. Yeah. Is yeah. It? 
Since yeah, it's like that's a topic anymore. Well, like, that's I, what consumers want to hear. They don't really care about what level of agency they have and how we need to explain it to them. The consumers don't care about that. But yes, consumers now can have an open bid so they can have an actual auction for their property. But the craziest part is, is the seller at any time can just say, oh, you know what? I'm going to disclose everyone's bids now. So everybody After goes. they said it wasn't going to be open bidding? Yep. So they can send in. There's no rules. Literally, they what? said the only thing about open bid rules are there are no rules for the no seller. No rules. And so cool. everyone can submit an offer and it could be five offers and everyone says, great, you know, 800, 900, 950, 925. And then the seller goes, ah, oh, you know what? Everybody's offers are now being disclosed so that everyone can see this is a real bidding situation and we want to make sure that everyone knows and if they're willing to beat that highest offer, they have an opportunity to do so. And Wow, um, that's an interesting What does a home seller move? prefer? TK, what, what would the average, uh, maybe they differ, but yeah. if, if you surveyed a hundred people selling nice house in a nice neighborhood, would they prefer it was open bidding or would they not? Uh, no, clo close bid because uh, Toronto's generally a bullish market where we've got a lot of competition, where we've got a lack of supply, excess demand. And so what's happened in many scenarios is the first place offer and the second place offer are hundreds of thousands of dollars apart. Really? And yeah, so, so you're like, why would you want to give up the opportunity yeah. for that buyer who to come in and, and do it now in a downward market? We talked about this last episode in a downward market. I just had five offers on a property where after I sold it, the guy who was second place came back and was like, we definitely would have beat that. But we were just nervous about overpaying. We didn't want to go and, you know, blow our, blow our brains out to find out that, you know, we beat everybody by a significant amount. And so an open bidding scenario there would have actually made the property sell for more money because the second place offer would have just gone up an extra 10. Mm. Maybe the first place guy would have gone up an extra 10 and they could have gone back and forth like you see in a traditional auction. But in these other scenarios when the market was hot, yes, there were times where like we had 20 offers and like the highest offer was 150 over asking. And then someone's like 350 over asking. Boom. Like, did I win? And we're like, did I win? It's, it's close, but we'll, yeah, we'll you see got in it. a year it's and close. a half if you won. <laughs> Yeah, right? I look at it like like how eBay's popularity was when it shot up. I don't think it would have been as popular without being able to see the bid that you needed to beat clearly, right? Like it's a it's it's a non it's a transparent auction where you can have the top bid for, you know, whatever it is, concert tickets or um, you know, somebody's hockey puck collection and next thing you know, you check that you get an alert in your email like, "Oh my god, somebody just passed me. I got to get back on." So I, I I think for for the real sharks who are being competitive about it, um, I can understand why people would want to know if somebody lapped them. When we bought our house, we put a bid in, and the 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 it was like, oh, they're not. We we heard from our agent. He said they're not even going to counter bid. They're 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 like offended that you're you know whatever it was like we might have gone fifteen thousand under. This their came ass. out of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't know. How, well, yeah, but we we probably looked at about twenty places. Under asking you fool. We right? we bought this. It's two thousand and <laughs> two thousand nine, and okay. I don't know if we were fifteen grand under asking, but they were like, oh, we're they're insulted. So we're like, okay, fine, let's offer them what they're asking is, and then they just took it the next day. So again. Uh, not we try to insult it. Right. Yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like they're, oh, I, me thinks thou doth protest too much. But, mm -hmm. but it, it, had we thought, oh, well, somebody's roared in and has bid this, then we've got a better sense mm -hmm. of the market. We didn't want to lose the house. It's the same house we're in now. It's the host, house we hope to be in the next 15, 20 years. But we looked at 19 others. So we weren't like we didn't, it wasn't, 
Um, we have to have this or else. We looked at a lot of places in Rouge. Rouge Hill, that area was really expensive in 08. We just couldn't find mm-hmm. the mix. And then we looked in Pickering. We looked in North Claremont. And then we found a place in South Ajax uh, closer to the water that we just loved. But we didn't yeah. want to lose the house. So we were, okay, well, let's give them what they're asking for. Yeah, this is my mom and my sister. I'm, I'm in the Rouge and my mom and my sister are down in uh, West Nee South area, like near Rotary yep. Park. Yeah. Yeah. I probably so, see them walking then. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure what I would want to do as a seller right now. Like, what's the smart? How do you get the most money out of this new system? I, I think I, I kind of like that idea of saying uh, no open bid and then yeah. at the end go, hey, guess what? These yeah. are the top bids. Anybody want a last chance? If, if one guy didn't blow his brains out, then you can then just make it like, close bidding again. They're all and close. Then go, hey guys, open again. Let's see. Who you can do that, that Daryl. You can, can do, do that. that? That's, that's, that's what they're up. telling us. That's what they're saying. It's that's also so wrong, man. So new. But that's what they're saying. They're saying there are no rules. The seller can decide open bids, no open bids. But there is a clause that the buyers can put into their agreement oh. that is going to be from the um, ARIA and from the Real Estate Council of Ontario that would um, that has to be not accepted. permit the seller to share their bid or to null and void the offer i haven't read the clause yet i just re- i just saw it in the video or it will um null and void their offer if they do share it so it's kind of like a way to protect yourself as a, of a as a buyer if the seller decides to go with open bids what about a bully offer like that can that be transparent somehow like this, this whole thing has only one offer up. so who you who you, who are you telling it to we'll just show it to the world here's my offer it's open bidding hey everybody yeah. i got an Anybody offer for asks. one eight let's go Anybody yeah, want to be this? Asks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're on, on the ask. Well, how who who you, who can't you gonna go tell? on TikTok you on right podcast? away? No one's watching it. You go on TikTok right away and go, hey, I just got an offer for one eight on this house. If anybody wants to pay one eight ten, it's yours. Yes, you can do that. Can you really? That's so crazy. I'm often like that with sports, where you're like, oh god, that seems like a real overpayment. What was the second highest bid? Like the Maple Leafs have had some free agent contracts like that. There was a defenseman named Jeff Finger who came here and he was a not a great defenseman and the and the least I think gave him they gave him 3.5 million a year for 4 years. And I remember being on the air going, he got 3.5 million over 4 years and somebody's like, "No, no, no. Per year." And I'm like, "What?" Mm-hmm. So then you're like, "What on earth? That agent deserves a lot higher commission for getting that dude 14 million dollars over 4 years cuz what was the second highest bid like Seven, like I, how on earth supply and demand, play, right? How did the agent play the Leafs? The, the guy went full on uh, Bob Sugar from Jerry Maguire, like just went cutthroat, like he's like he's uh, like he's cleaning a fish to the other teams and go and and just got them, you know, got the Leafs in a tizzy, thinking, oh my god, we got to have this player, fourteen million for four years. Okay, I guess we'll do it. Like John Tavares, right? Eleven million dollars a year. I get that because someone else is going to give him ten, or someone else is going to give him nine and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And what time. about Shohei? Shohei is same thing. Like it's going to be fifty million I, a year or something crazy. And you're going to hate that. I'm not. He's twenty nine. You're going to hate how that fifty million lands when he's thirty six or thirty seven, unless yeah, or he's forty one. Unless he's Tom freaking Brady, and maybe he is. Like, He's already not pitching next year. You guys, you guys know uh, Miguel Cabrera, right? For the Tigers, great player. But the Tigers did exactly that and gave him an eleven-year deal. And the last five were awful. But yeah. he was out of shape. He had bad habits. He was a bit of a heavier dude. This is like, um, you know, when when you're going to give sort of o- Otani doesn't look that way, and it looks like he's got himself together. So eating, 
drinking, uh, cardio, all that doesn't look like a problem for him. But the human body's just not going to. I'm watching Christine Sinclair this week. Amazing, amazing, wonderful, greatest ever. But she's 40 and she's out there running with 24 year olds. And you can see it. You can Mm -hmm. see it in a sport like soccer. So I don't know. We'll see where the Otani thing goes. But first five years, I bet you'd be great. The last five, not so much. So they better win a World Series in the in the first five years. I'm trying to remember. Like, what was it like when Clemens was a free agent? I don't remember it being so crazy. But then all of a sudden, like, Clemens was a Blue Jay. Yeah, that was very. Was that amazing? I'm glad you said that because everyone's like, there's been nothing like this before. I'm like, uh, Roger Clemens is picking Toronto over every other team on the planet. Paul right. Molitor did that a few years earlier, right? Dave Winfield, uh, Ricky Dave Winfield, Henderson, Dave Stewart, Jack Dave Morris. Stewart. Jack Morris. Oh but they were getting guys God. at the end of their career, right? They weren't getting 29-year-olds. They were getting 37, 38-year-olds going. Productive. Right. Still, Jose yeah, Canseco. Come on. Yeah, they were <laughs> They weren't going to win when they got him, but you're right. Like guys oh. like I think Winfield was literally 40. Oh, and 42 like or Ricky something. Henderson like was like 38 or something like Dave, Dave Winfield was older, older than Cito Gaston, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the glory. Days. I don't know. The glory this days. Ugh. But guys like you two and even me, if you care about the city, of tra- it, it, like this will supercharge tourism this summer. Oh, yeah. Will. This is big. This has an effect on real estate. It I'm glad you said that. It does. And it the city's uh, $1.5 billion uh, sinkhole. Of money, it'll it'll certainly help tourism, and you don't have to spend a dime. People are making a fuss. You guys know about six Taylor Swift concerts getting fifty thousand, and and they should. That's great for the economy. People will pay yes. for hotel rooms and stay. If you if you're Otani's the favorite player of forty million people across Canada, yeah. one hundred twenty five million people in Japan, a ton yeah. more people in the Far East. Yeah. So people are like, why would he do this? And I'm like, because they've sold him that. He's never he can't. No one can be the most popular player in America because there's Yankees fans and Dodgers fans and yeah. Astros fans and Red Sox fans. You can yeah. do it in Tor- Kawhi Leonard did it for a year. Didn't seem to affect. We him will anything. put you on a pedestal. I hope he's not a Kawhi Leonard though. I keep telling my son, my son like can't even sleep over this. And I keep telling him like, be ready to be completely disappointed. This is Toronto. But then I keep thinking about Clemens and I'm like, shit, crazy stuff. TK. I don't know if you, we're into baseball back in those days, but like for Roger Clemens, first of all, everybody here hated that son of a bitch. Like, right. Wasn't he like enemy number one forever? And then, the yeah, I think so. Know, I think Yankees fans. Yeah. I, I think if you weren't a Red Sox fan, you were like, Oh God, we're facing Clemens again. He was just bullheaded and arrogant and cocky and whatnot. You remember the video of him as a Yankee throwing the bat, the shard of the bat at Mike Piazza. Like he just didn't give a flip. He was but he came best. here and won the side. But he, but he's on bad teams when he got here. That was the problem. He was not on really good teams. But he won the Cy Young and was Twice. everything that, that. Yeah, back to back. But then he said, "Hey, we're not winning here. I want out." Right. Remember they traded David Wells back to him. The Yankees sent Wells back to Toronto. David a couple Wells. other pieces as well. And Clemens got to go to New York. And next thing you know, he's he's in World Series every year. So so speaking of tourist attractions, okay. So uh, Ontario place, oh right? We're God. picking up the Science Center. Yeah. And we're and we're dropping it off down by the water in this uh, you know beautiful park that we have that is incredible that is a tourist attraction and Sounds that is going to be an absolute like beautiful modern um, uh, infrastructure that that we we desperately need right because we just got such a, a great use of those lands but people are not happy 
people think that the right. Ontario Science Center should stay where it is, that, you know, who's uh, public enemy number one, Doug Ford, right? Anything Doug does, everyone hates. There's no, you know, everyone's got to comment about it. Meanwhile, he's just trying to make things make sense again. You know, what are your thoughts, Greg? Well, I th- I think Ontario Place needs something done with it. The idea of, of uh, it makes me really angry. When I moved back here, guys, in 08, oh, late 07, we took our kids down there in 08 thinking, oh, it's the Ontario Place of old. And I'm telling you, it was like showing up. You see all those movie scenes. And, oh, the hotel's got a pool, like in National Lampoon's Vacation. And the pool's got garbage <laughs> in it and swans are swimming around it. And you're like, oh, God. That was yeah. taking the go train down to Ontario Place in the summer of 08. So mm-hmm. it has there's a lot of municipal governments, but there's an awful lot of provincial governments because it's way more their land and way more their jurisdiction that really shouldn't sleep well at night knowing they just let it get to what it what it got to. And but but the urgency right now for it is really interesting because where I think people you're not wrong. There's people that are going to praise Ford no matter what he does, criticize him no what he's he's still sitting at 40 percent in the polls. He'd win a majority like a snap of a finger today if, if an election was next summer, let alone tomorrow. So there's a lot of work for the opposition parties to do in the next two and a half years before there's an election. But I would make the case uh, there wasn't a lot of transparency with this. There wasn't a lot of public consultation. Is that the be all and end all? Not sure. But I think that that part irks me a little bit. Um, But something needed to be done. It needs to look more like Have you guys been to Chicago and seen Navy Pier. That's what it needs to look like. Yeah. So we went there maybe in 19, uh, God, 2000, 2001, my wife and I, before we had kids, we just had the best time for like a day there. You can uh, boat tours and restaurants on there. Like there's nowhere to eat. You can't make a day. Everyone's like, oh, everyone's down at Ontario Place for a full day. I'm like, what would you do for a full day? But if you got restaurants and you got attractions and you got things that you can, you, the Science Center, um, you can make a day of it. And and it's we really need that. From yeah. a tw- exactly that you're going to a 707 jays game let's go to ontario place for five or six hours before the only people there right now are jogging and biking and maybe having a picnic of their own but there's nowhere to Venting. do anything else or the concert like and remember this as well i'm gonna i'm a london kid but we'd come up and go to the ontario place forum with the rotating stage and i bet you in this era of social media that people are like no don't make a new concert venue. We like it the way it is. The stage moves around and you can sit on the grass up top. I mean, it's a phenomenal venue, Bud Stage is. Phenomenal venue. And so that's a case where, yeah, it was worth digging up some land to create progress and to create something that stimulated the economy and get, and made people want to come back. It's one of the best sheds in North America um, for that kind of venue. It's a shame we It's a shame we have a climate where we can only use it five and a half months a year. Seriously. We, but we should have enough money in the budget. Like we spend so much money and developers put so much money into these section 37s and Parkland dedications that we really should have enough money to put like a dome over the entire Ontario place so that we could use it 12 months out of the year. But at the very least, we should have been able to like make it usable and like somewhere to go. Like when I grew up, that was the place to be you like you bang around the water and slides and rubber thing, everything turn yep. your ass on the water slide and yep. like come close to death three times. And that was living right now. I, it's like, they don't even cut the grass. It's like, it's a real nightmare over there. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm very much in the middle on it. I get the government needed to do something. I think it's, it's very, 
it's very uh, over the top with what it's going to be. I'm going to tell you, I think the spa is going to be a big hit, but I don't love that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's going to like everything's privately owned. The, 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 uh, the aquarium Ripley's is that, is that owned by this? No, that's, that's a foreign mm -hmm. company. Um, we didn't have a problem when the Jays were owned by a foreign company that was a uh, interbrew, like, like breweries from, uh, uh, Scandinavia. I think it was day. I think they were Danish. So we don't like, we, we just want to see nice things. And I think the spa will be that and it'll be busy and it'll be popular. And Canada's one, nothing's cheap guys in Toronto, Canada's wonderland, take, take three kids up there. Uh, get you know, get a beer halfway through there and buy lunch, and you're it's a four hundred fifty five hundred dollar day. Like, what are yeah. we talking about? Of course, the spa is gonna be is gonna be in that range. It's yeah. not gonna be five dollars a massage for an hour. Come on. But there'll be options for people. You still want to walk your dog. You still want to be in an environment yes. like the harbor front or anything like that. You've got all these free admission, and they're 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 actually incorporating a lot of free admission stuff too. That's not gonna be just you know pay as you as you go. Um, but the Ontario Science Center being down there, I mean. I don't know anybody who would say, I'm going to go to Toronto and I'm going to jump on a bus or an Uber and go all the way up to, you know, right now, that's how you have to get there. Obviously, we'll have the Ontario line Soon and everything. And the transit will, will increase. With, Soon. Which, which would be great. <laughs> you know? But like, it's just not going to happen, right? Just for the science center. The science center is just like a, it's almost like a filler. And so when you're on, when you're on a trip, right? Great so, place yeah. for condos, that science put it all, center right now. Put it now. all downtown. And then, and then once we get, you know, everything on the Eastern uh, side of the, of the Harbor front, um, like that's going to be an incredible downtown city, which we've, we've got this like great lake. It's like this beautiful lake right to our South. We've got this amazing potential for a waterfront, like an in, uh, of international caliber. And yet we just don't prioritize. Yeah. We because... wasted the lake, the lake, uh, yeah. uh, this incredible, uh, creation. We've just wasted it for decades. And again, yeah. Chicago's right on Lake Michigan and you can tell it and you can feel it. And it's just got that sort of atmosphere to it um yeah we don't we don't the climate is the same as ours so no excuse that it's only going right. to be usable for so much uh of the year right canada's yeah. wonderland's closed the same amount of time that place is making a bloody killing yeah right there's plenty of places that you can only go to in the in the warmth here but anyways mr brady thank you so much we know you have a a, a hard stop right now we appreciate your time I love being on and have me on again in the new year. I love to uh, love chatting with you guys. Appreciate I'll, it. I'll email love you. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> TK will email you. We'll see. But then you send an email a week later, like Daryl did and be at all practically belligerent. I'm showing about up at the station. Right. Is this how yes. Just say, well, really? I'm getting big timed here, but yeah. uh, I'm sure I'll see it. I think Frank's having a lunch in January. TK, yeah. So good. I'll see you then. We'll, yeah. look, uh, we'll look to visit there. Okay, great. Thanks, Thanks guys. Okay.